0: Suns, post-game Show, an old man edition. He is, he is flex. Make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, turn on notifications so you know when we are live. And also, if you want to, you can follow us on wherever you get podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Let's get into it. The Phoenix Suns. We'll, we'll let it play. I'm, I'm a little iffy on the sacks tonight. We got to well, enjoy what really we can. Hurt? Come on. Did enjoy really it. Hurt? Come on. Ugh. And then rip it. The-
1: okay. <laughs> I'm not going to rip it.
0: All right. Hey, 127, 116. Phoenix Suns win. And uh, everybody say it with me. We all know what it was. We all know what quarter that was. Ladies and gentlemen. The fourth quarter (laughs) flex uh, another night and another unique fourth quarter there. Uh, I I think usually you don't start at the end, you know, when you're talking about something. But I feel like tonight it is the best place to start. The Suns, uh, you know, come in uh, with with a lead. They play a a very good third quarter uh, with Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. Uh, kind of taking charge, and then uh, you wind up falling into into some of your old traps there. Yeah, in the fourth. yeah. Twenty four to twenty one in the fourth. It
2: was a weird fourth. We were watching it, and it was like three minutes left in the quarter, and Book and Beal had only took like three shots combined. They
0: were one of three combined.
2: One of three combined. So, you know, they weren't aggressive. Uh. I, I felt like the rotations were a little strange tonight. It was there was there was a little throughout bit of the evening. Yeah, throughout the evening it was a little strange, but yeah, the fourth quarter wasn't great. But I what I will say is the the start of the fourth wasn't great. I think towards the middle, the five minute mark and below they started to kind of impose their will and say, okay, we're not going to let this happen. And, and they got the job done, but not a, not a perfect game by any means, that's well, no. and not a game that we need to be going crazy about as far as, you know, uh, being super excited. But the one thing I will say is they got the job done. They went to Portland. The job was to win in Portland and they got it done. And you, my friend, are a genius. I wish I, we had
0: the clip from pregame, but yeah, yeah. pregame, <laughs> let me see if I have the exact note. I read it here. Five of the last six Suns wins have been by at least 11 points. Yep, that's what you six said. Six of the Blazers' last seven losses have been by at least 11 points. Guess what it was? <laughs> An 11-point Suns victory tonight. That's right. And the line on BetMGM was 10.5. That's right. And we always say it's unbelievable how close that mm-hmm. – uh, the Vegas gets these, and This was another game tonight where, honestly, pregame we were we were feeling a little bit. You'd seen you'd seen Portland lose by 36, 28, 62 and twenty three. Yeah, and you go, eh, this should be easy after uh, after the win against the Lakers, but they had they they came out played with their food a bit. Yeah, and and you
2: know what? Uh, I mean, listen, the Blazers got pride. Chauncey Billups played in the league a long time. Um, you got to imagine someone tweeted me earlier today and said, Flex, I'm worried about this game because when NBA team gets blown out like that so many times, there's going to be a different uh, focus and, and emphasis. So um, they came out. And you know, it's another thing, Espo, is that, and and you know this, you've been around the game a long time. Um. Scouting reports are big in the NBA. Like mm-hmm. these guys, you got ca- coaches that cut up clips. Yep. They send them to the players. The players review them in a hotel room. They go through it in in a, a shoot around or in a meeting. Uh, there's a lot of guys that played tonight for the Blazers that they, they probably ain't got no film on. You know yeah. what I mean? So these guys are playing free. You don't really have the scouting reports. And I, I think the Suns came into this game and played with their food a little bit. They were experimenting a little bit. And it got a little tight. But, again, this team is nowhere near the point where we need to be talking about style points.
0: No. I, You know, what I do find frustrating is when you're where this team is, what yeah. they've gone through this year, I don't feel like there should be any at any point that you play down to the competition or you play with your food or however you want to phrase it, whatever pleasantry yeah. you want to use for it. You're not, quite frankly, you're not good enough for that yet. That's right. If you're 15 games above 500 and you have a game like this where you're just kind of going through the motions, fine. But when you allow a Blazers team in the fourth quarter, yet again, where you know they have been your biggest issues, get within four points. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's that's a focus thing. It's a rotation thing. Uh, You know, I joked on Twitter, it felt like, there were passengers on an Alaskan Airlines flight <laughs> where a hole blows into the plane <laughs> that were calmer than the Phoenix Suns at times in the fourth. Yeah. All right? It got it got hectic. It got sloppy yeah. there. And that's even when the starters came back in. We saw Grayson Allen. It felt like four, four, four turnovers yeah. there. There were sloppy passes from Book to KD. KD uh, had a couple sloppy things it's little things that will that do win this team from time to time. Yeah. And if you were playing a better caliber opponent and yeah. you had those problems in the fourth, you probably lose the game where you're playing the Blazers and they miss key shots, they miss yeah. some open threes, and you get away with an 11 point yeah. win. Yeah, it's an identity
2: thing, Espo. It's, they, this team still has an identity crisis. They haven't figured out who they actually are. They're making steps. They're taking steps in the right direction. And the good thing is, is that while they're still in this identity crisis, they've been able to win seven out of the last 10. So they're finally getting some dubs out of it. It's harder when you have an identity crisis and you're just losing and losing and losing. And so the win helps. But I will say this. To your point, I think... Some of the things that you said, you're correct. If we're playing a better team, you're in trouble. But I also think, deep down in my heart, I believe this: that if we were playing a better team, they probably don't get into that into that position. I think you're 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 a prisoner of the moment in a sense that you go into this game knowing this is the de- depleted Blazers team, and I I don't feel. You tell me if you saw the same thing. I never felt like the Suns put it in fifth gear tonight. I felt like they floated through, like, third gear the whole game, and that's where it got dicey. And then finally at the end, they pulled it out. But I didn't think that this team came out fully locked in tonight.
0: No, it felt like they they never... One full gear. The fourth quarter felt like I don't know if you've ever driven a manual car, but mm-hmm. where you're where you're in second on a hill and you don't quite have enough gas going, <laughs> yeah. and you start to go backwards on you that, start rolling backwards. That, that's what the beginning of that fourth yeah. felt like. And look, I this team again. The only thing that they've been consistent on is being inconsistent. Yeah, and tonight was another uneven performance. Where they came out with that, and I saw somebody in the chat, and forgive me, I don't remember exactly who it was, but it says this team isn't playing with a killer instinct. That's right. We've yet to see. You've seen flashes. Yeah. The Laker game was probably the closest we've seen to a full, uh, to a full feeling like they had that that instinct. But tonight, it's one step forward, two steps back. And yeah. a win is a win. I'll give you that. A win is a win. But. I, and I, I don't want to get into style points like you said earlier, but the fourth quarter, again, is concerning. Eric, you got something?
1: So, Bradley Beal in the post game said it feels like the Suns took a step back after the Lakers win. Yeah. So, once again, after a game, Bradley Beal keeping it real. First, it was our defense is trash. Now he's saying, I think we took a step back. I, I'm loving everything he's bringing, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he hasn't
0: said cheeks yet, but other than he that, w- I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> if he
1: says cheeks, we're throwing an emergency podcast and a party, man.
0: <laughs> but, uh, let's, uh, on the fourth quarter theme, yeah. we kind of touched on it, but Bradley Beal finished one of two in the fourth quarter after going four of four in the third. Yeah. At what point, how do you not feed him the ball? And I get it. Defense changes focus, but please do not tell me that the Portland Trailblazers, who are one of uh, the lower third yeah. teams in defense, all of a sudden became a lockdown defensive no. team on Book and Beal in that fourth. No, so
2: that's that's where the identity crisis comes in, Espo. like, So we, we saw Book go back to his normal minute pattern mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and that means he plays the third and doesn't come back into roughly, preferably, the midway part of the fourth. And Brad is just being implemented. And so they're staggering those fourth quarter minutes, and I don't think they found that sweet spot yet. And it, it just felt like they were playing that game of you-go-I-go go type thing. And that's the killer instinct that I'm talking about, that they – I don't think Brad is – is Brad comfortable taking over a fourth yet? Like, is, is does he feel like he's out there with Katie? Remember, Katie ends the third and starts the fourth. Mm-hmm. To start the fourth, it felt like there was a little bit of deferment. And, and maybe that's because they're feeling like, hey, we're getting all these shots through three quarters. It's Katie's time. And this is part of the learning curve. Like, this is one of those moments where you got the dub. But if I'm coaching, I'm with Brad Beal. We took a step back. And I think they have to come out and say, we need to have an identity in the fourth quarter, and it doesn't need to be, you know, um, you go, I go, or you got to get your touches. If Brad is four for four in the third, man, go out there and be a damn killer, like.
0: Yeah. To To be fair, I mean, Kevin Durant was four or five in the fourth, and without right. and he did. We, we yeah. were talking about it. he sat at twelve points for a while. Yep. In this game, and he did kind of take over in the fourth, but. Uh, it didn't. It it felt completely disjointed. It, I didn't even feel like it was you go, I go. It just felt like at times in that fourth, it was I don't know what to do. Really I'm do. just gonna. I'm, we're gonna kick the ball around a little bit, but yeah. you know, literally, we're gonna kick the ball at, at, at some they point. They did it, kick the ball. <laughs> it was not. It, it was not pretty. And book goes uh, had a huge third quarter. Uh, I believe it was six of seven. Let me double check here, so I'm correct. It was six of seven. And then in the fourth, he, he goes two of three. He only gets three shots. Yeah. And I get it. There's a limited number of shots, but when you only score, what was it, 21 points in the fourth? Yeah. That's problematic. I, I don't I, I don't want to harp too much on it, but I don't quite understand what is is the... Maybe it is a mental hang-up at this point. You yeah. get to the fourth, and all of a sudden... It's that snowball effect because, you know, you start to hear we're not a good fourth quarter team. We're not a good fourth quarter team. And then you just start buying into it.
2: And, you know, we, we saw from role players, like Grayson looked completely out of sync in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And so it's it's also contagious, right? You see one guy start to get a little rattled. There were a lot of passes in that fourth quarter that I was like, yo, what are we doing? You know, whether it was trying to go cross court, skip pass, uh, forcing things down the baseline, it just didn't look good. And what I will say is also about Kevin Durant. Um, I thought KD played uh, a really good fourth quarter in the sense of he didn't try to force anything. Right. But how many shots did KD end with tonight? KD wound um, up with 16. He was 8 of six. He nine. ended up with 16.
0: And he was he and, had a lot of them in the fourth. I yes. Think five of them in the fourth.
2: So, you know, you, you're talking about 16. And how many did we count that if KD was uh, uh, uh not a team guy? He, he probably takes those shots. There was yeah. about three or four where I At thought, least, okay, yeah. these are clear KD jumpers, and instead he makes to one extra pass. A couple times it didn't work. So I, I feel like there was a little bit of that too. Uh, I feel like Kevin, in a way, is still adapting to this kind of new role of – y'all get busy and I'll get mine how I get mine. And I felt like he could have been a little bit more uh, what's the word I'm looking aggressive. for? A little more aggressive, maybe a little bit more greedier in yeah. the fourth. But we still got the dub and he did what he had to do. But
0: I mean, he, he was at 4 of 11. Yeah, he was. He, he was at 8 of 16. Like He still came through and took care of it, but again, just a, a rough, rough fourth quarter and I don't know that they're going to they're going to have to have a game where they just have a breakthrough, where the fourth is their dominant quarter, yeah. and and I think maybe it, it breaks some of that mental stuff because yeah. it really feels like that's part of it. The rotations begin with. We talk about Josh Okogie randomly showing yeah. up, KBD playing serious minutes there. It, it really – that boggled my mind uh, in particular. I did not quite uh, – quite understand agree that it was it was weird Uh, you know what isn't weird though talk to me four peaks i love me some four peaks beer uh i can't get enough of uh, you know honestly i like them all Uh, the the cool uh the coffee vanilla beer that they got the the cool beans okay, beer. like i love i love that it's nothing better favorites.
1: than a than a wow wheat wow wheat is the suns brew is
0: fantastic the, the kilt lifter is another uh fantastic Hey, we only mm-hmm. have 45
1: yeah. more minutes uh scheduled us but we can't go all day about well, it I can every
0: name single beer, beer that they <laughs> well, no, have that's So i'm saying we is The attendees are great <laughs> at the brewery the, the barbecue chicken uh pizza uh you know the yeah the ambiance the ghost tours i mean four peaks what else can i uh can i talk about here other than four Damn. Peaks? right i gotta get uh, out to. they are they're my favorite and if you want to Follow them on social. I highly recommend doing it because you'll get all of their updates, their new beers. Their new look is very crisp, too, that they've got. Follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew and Four Peaks Pub to get the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. Check out the social channels as well. must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please enjoy responsibly. And let's talk about... Our friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. I got to tell you, we spend a lot of time out there when it comes to Car- Cardinals watch parties, Suns watch parties. I love the facility out there. The BetMGM sports book that out that's out there is spectacular. Their gaming tables and the whole floor with the slots, amazing. But, and I know this can come as a surprise because I'm a fat guy, the food there <laughs> is otherworldly. I highly recommend, I have not had a bad meal out there yet. I highly recommend everything that you can find out there at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. In particular, uh, Talking Stick Resort is my favorite. I've stayed out there. I've been at parties out there and shows out there. It is spectacular. It is Otherworldly. You're not going to get a better uh, time than you will out there. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playgila.com for more details. Uh, You know, I'm gonna just gonna say it. It's time to look at the box score Mm -hmm. and kind of make a little sense of what happened tonight outside of the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah. So let's let's look at it. 127-116 win by the Suns. Three-point line was pretty even tonight. Suns 13 for 28 for 46%. The Blazers stayed in the game because of their three-point shooting. 20 for 42, 47%. But here's where it is. This is where it is and this is what I want to talk about. The Phoenix Suns shoot 60% from the field this game, 46 for 76. To the Blazers, 44%, 40 for 89. The Suns win the glass pretty easy, 41 to 32. And the points in the paint, 44 to 32. The number we need to talk about, Espo, is the field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw something that I want people to, to kind of look at. Oh, let me, Go let ahead. Let me talk to me, Doug. Doug. Talk That's to
0: me. what's in the box brought to you by our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union. I had you desertfinancial.com/200 for one of the best offers you're going to get in banking. sir. okay. So, we kind of started off
2: and we're talking about, you know, what we think should have been a better performance, mm-hmm. right? And and the fourth quarter wasn't great. But now let's let's get frisky. Espo, let's uh, I,
0: I usually save that for when I get home, but okay. you know what? If we're going to do it here on the show, let's do it. Let's, let's get frisky, man. Listen, This is so supposed to be
1: a number segment, hey, guys. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm Sometimes sorry. Sometimes three don't.
0: is the best number.
1: <laughs> hey, oh, hey. hey. Wait, I'm, I'm subtracting two, myself from this equation. Three is better than two. That's right. Say, that's, right. That's, that's right. That's Keep it up. We'll be doing a solo show after a Blazers game
2: again. <laughs> So, so here's the thing. Let's talk about some positives, right? So you get 34 points from Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. You get 23 from Brad Beal. That's correct. You get 21 from KD. Correct. You get 20 from Grayson Allen. Mm-hmm. Okay? You get 14 and 13 from Nurk. Mm-hmm. right? Correct. Now, here's something you don't see every day. And I challenge people to look at every box score in the NBA, And tell me how many times you're going to see something like this. Four of the five starters scored 20 points and all shot over 60% for the game. Okay? Mm -hmm. The only one that didn't shoot 60% was Kevin, and he still shot 50%. And that was after being four of 11. And that was after being four for 11. So... You, you look at that and you say, you know, there were some hiccups and there were times where we probably feel like we should have won this game by 20 or 25. But that production and that those numbers, you can't ignore them. I mean, to, first of all, to shoot 60 percent for the entire game and then to get four starters 20 plus and then to get your other starter with a double double. And everybody shoot damn near over 60%. I mean, that's improvement. That's a sign of a team that's starting to get it together on one end. But on the other end, they still need a little work. Um, you know. But I am i don't want to turn this into a completely uh, negative. Last point I'll make is, Espo, you said it, right? 10 and a half was the money line, right? And they yeah. covered the spread. Hit Mo- 11. Most games, if you go into a basketball game and you cover the spread, you did your job.
0: Well, and they've they've struck I mean, again, not as hard as end yeah. all yeah. be all, but in games that they've been uh I, I believe it was like four and a half or more that they were favored by. At one point they were sitting well. Four below, and uh, four uh, and twelve. I think, you I think said, it was right? four and twelve yeah. at the time. So yeah, this is actually a substantial thing that they that they covered it. But when you look at it, what stood out to me, uh the sun shot fourteen fewer three pointers. Yes. Shot fewer than 30, which usually 30 is that mark that's right. that we've talked about. They shot 13 fewer field goals in this game. So they shot fewer threes, they made seven less, and they shot 13 fewer shots, and they still win by 11. Right. And that's what I find encouraging. Now, the turnovers, uh, they wind up with, what is it, 12 of them tonight, uh, which was one fewer than, than the Blazers, but yeah. a lot of those turnovers come in the fourth. But that's encouraging to me that there was such a discrepancy in number of shots and number of three-pointers taken and made, and they still win by double I figures.
2: I couldn't agree more. So
0: even though there were there were points where this was sloppy, they they still did take care of business, and there's a lot of room for growth when you look at that. Because if I mm. told you Blazers had 13 more shots, made seven more three-pointers— you probably tell me there's big problems
2: 100% tonight, right? 100% and that's why you have to talk we have to look at all the numbers look at the totality of the game and then not like, you You know, again, we're not going to do style points. If you're not a championship team, right? And we hear this all the time, this current version as they stand today, is not a championship team. If they're not a championship team, then we can't judge them after games like this, like we would a championship team. They're getting to where they need to go. They're not there yet. And so that's super encouraging. That's, but if you'd have told me those numbers pregame, I'd have
0: been legitimately worried. Well, if I told you that and that the Suns got outscored twenty four to twenty one in the fourth, yes, I'm I'm probably the first one hitting the panic button right. at that point. And honestly, I took the panic button, I took the case off the panic button when it was four <laughs> in the fourth, right. and was ready to hit it. And I, and I slowly closed that right. thing tonight. I I am not encouraged, but I'm not discouraged. If that makes sense, okay. right? Yeah. I, I was riding pretty high after watching what they did against the Lakers. Yeah. This has tamped down the expectations a little bit, but I'm not panicked by where they're at. Enslow in
1: the chat is still saying progress from 15 games ago, and even if they did take a step back from the Lakers game, they still won. That's right. Shit still got tight. And they still were able to pull it out. They, yeah, it's a bad team, but you know how many times in the NBA these bad teams are able to put together some yeah. sort of miraculous performance. But then it's at the end they can't pull it out because they're not as good. 100%. And that was today. So
2: well, well, remember? I mean, was it the finals run team or the actually 64 one of those teams had a stretch where they they lost to the Pistons and they lost to like a g league warriors team you remember yeah. that so even the best teams in basketball have these nights where you you just play a team that's you know everybody's hurt and like I said these guys you gotta remember man the guys that were playing tonight for Portland are playing for their lives. Some of these guys are, are playing to actually stay in the NBA.
0: Some of these are the first significant minutes they're playing. Exactly.
2: You know? So, I mean, they're an NBA team, man. They've been getting embarrassed. And, you know, they, they played tough tonight, man. Get them credit. They hit shots. Like, there was a time. Everybody seems to hit certain yeah. shots against this team. Man. Yeah. But, I, I listen, again, I'm, I, I agree with Brad Beal and what you guys are saying. A slight step back. But not enough that I'm, like, super concerned. We talked about it. This is the end of a road trip. They on. They know they're going home. Damn. And we got a big game on Tuesday, which is the takeover. You have to get out there and, and come rock with us. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, hey, man, you flush it. You got the dub. Some teams lost in the Western Conference today.
0: Tuesday's going to be fun. I Sometimes I think when it's underlooked, and this is an excuse, I so just having been on a road trip. With an NBA team, you go away for a week, and by the time you hit that last game, yep. especially it was shitty conditions. It was and, snowing. And it was bad. like thirteen yeah. inches of snow in Portland. Again, not an excuse, but you're just in that mindset. I just want to get home. You see the Portland. Uh, you see the Portland injury report, and I I can see why you get in a place where it's low energy. Yeah, it's not it's not acceptable. It shouldn't happen. But I also get that these are human beings and sometimes uh, that'll, that'll happen. But, you know, I know you can be encouraged. You can be discouraged, but can you just be courage? Because I feel like I'm just courage right now. (laughs) Hello. That's a shout out to your comment, but like they, they got it done where they didn't against this Portland team earlier in the year. uh, And, I think there's going to be nights where you're playing lesser that they're going to just power down like they did tonight.
2: And and someone in the chat, I can't remember the name, but someone in the chat said, uh, if a fourth quarter meltdown is losing 24 to 21, I'll take it. Yeah, and that's that's a true statement. I mean, it wasn't a complete meltdown, a little dysfunction, you know, some 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 disconnect, but it wasn't com- a complete meltdown where it was like, oh my god, this is you know this isn't fixable. Um, you know that Grayson Allen stretch where you got three or four really weird passes there, a uh, couple plays here there, and and this looks a lot different. So again, guys, I'm I'm taking baby steps. I'm cool. We got a two-game win streak. We finally can say we got a win streak. Ain't that righty?
1: Like we. I mean, is that a isn't streak? It usually three. I, to, so talk to me. T- talk to me. is a win streak. Right? Three. Three is a win streak. Three two is Back to back wins, which is still good. And then a win streak is three well, more. All right. Let's, so we
2: got a chance for a win streak on Tuesday
1: against the Kings, who had a crazy game tonight. Well, let's yeah, they, be honest, yeah.
0: right? When, when you're where this team has been, where we didn't expect to be. Uh, you can't be too concerned about win streaks. You got to just be concerned about getting the W. That's right. You got back to back. So we'll, we'll, I I hate that we're at the, I'll say this. I hate that we're at the point where I'm saying, oh, well, at least they got to win. But the truth is where this team has been sub 500 hovering around 500. You, you got to take, you got to, could have lost. Well, look, (laughs) you got to you got to win two before you can win seven in a row. You got to win two before you can win eight in a row, right? That you're is like, a fact. I, I, I th- there's, if you're going to build on things, at least you got, got the dub tonight. And to the gentleman in the chat that said, well, now we're going to, bl- we're going to blame Snow for, for almost losing. No, I'm just saying that there's, is the human element and guys uh, after a week long road trip, can sometimes not be quite there mentally, knowing that it's the last night and you're getting home, uh, and and you can have a letdown. You, you know
2: what, Esper? Can I can I piggyback on that? Of course. Because, man, I, I really this is really starting to bother me. So we didn't. I mean, we won by eleven. <laughs> like we we won the basketball game by eleven and i still think that people are stuck in the expectation part of this basketball team but we've only seen such a small sample size that we're in a world now where again if if you win by 11 there's still something to talk about and and that that's kind of bothering me man because Go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, uh,
1: see, look, I get where you're coming from, talk but to me. two things can be true at the same time, especially with this team. It's great. They won by 11. They won the game. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, they haven't been winning as much as we thought they would. At the same time, you, me, Espo, we're losing our minds in that fourth quarter. Yeah. It's it's okay to to a celebrate a win and say it could have been worse. But then look at what went wrong and realistically say, when you play the Kings on Tuesday, that shit's not going to fly. When you play in the playoffs, this shit's not going to fly. So, yeah, expectations, you can change yeah. them. Like, I'm not riding, riding or dying by every single loss. But when there's patterns and they continue to show who they are over and over oh. again, they yeah. just need to show improvement on that end. And tonight they didn't do that even I, though they still won.
0: I need them to win yeah. a fourth quarter like 40-25, right? Before I feel... Okay. Before I, I I go, okay, well, that... Maybe, maybe we're getting past that. But I also... I've seen this movie so many times, right? I've seen the fourth quarter. I mean, there's a reason we have that meme, ladies and gentlemen, the fourth quarter, because we've seen it so many times now that right. you can... I mean, it's basically... The the eighties serial killer. You you see it slowly walking down the steps and you know, oh oh shit, the fourth quarter's here. Is it gonna get me this time? And and I start to get to a point where I'm like, I I can't I can't get so angry anymore because I know I know that this is what this team's doing.
1: Right. And, yeah. and, and That's until what they, until they they show you doing. differently, It's like it's
0: not that it's fine,
1: but you, there needs to be a balance, which I know is very hard to strike on the internet and when it comes to sports. But there's there's nuance in all of this.
2: So here's my thing, though. This is my problem. If I if I pregame told both of you, if I if I came in pregame and said Suns are going to win by double digits tonight,
0: would y'all I, have taken it? I would say. I would say that we have another and I think I actually I mean did I say, said 13 Was there another fourth quarter collab? I said 13 right. and you're
1: both right. That's the thing with this team. That's why it's frustrating. You're right, Flex. Yeah. You're right, Espo. That's the reason why everybody's so angry. Right, right, I, get, right, right. I get
0: style points, right? And I get that that the the weight of expectations and what everybody thought this team was going to be, in particular offensively, has skewed the view. But with that said. I also can look at the fourth quarter and yeah, go, Yeah, yeah. Why are we seeing this again? And is this who they are? I get that. And that I think is where I the frustration that. is. If they had if they had been up, you know, fifteen, sixteen, and you know, and it, you know, at the end they close it to eleven and nobody felt any any pinch there. There was no puckering there in the fourth <laughs> like we've gotten accustomed to. Right. I don't think you have that. But the fact that you go into the fourth quarter you have that sense of dread because you know it's the fourth quarter, and you've seen how poor they've played. And then they close that to to four, and all of a sudden you're going, "Really? I'm back all here right, again? So, so how like, about? Okay, I'm sorry, I don't yeah. want to cut you off. Then. Uh, well, then, and then, then yeah, sure, you expand it back. But I've already been to that. Oh crap! Here we are again. Like, how do we get here? Okay, so um, my this is where.
2: And people think it's an act. And I'm going to continue to say this. Espo's here. Eric is there. This ain't an act. Like, Oh, I am, it's not. <laughs> it, it is, is not. not an act. Like, I am a positive dude. <laughs> I'm a optimist. And I, I like to look at the positives and things. Now, did, there are some negatives in the fourth. Now, I'm going to give you a positive. When the game did get down to four, what did they do?
0: They pushed it back.
2: They pushed it back but and got up to 14. And if you don't take if this guy doesn't hit that BS three at the end, it's a 14 point victory. So I'm saying they did have issues in the fourth. There was there was a stretch. And then when they got the guys and and time, you know, things started to get a little bit uh, like you said, puckered up. They responded. The big three said, Okay, we got this. We're gonna make the right plays. And that was a fourteen point game. Minus the what Scoot Henderson yeah. three with like thirty seconds left to bring it down to eleven. So I I saw I also saw some things in the fourth that make me feel like, okay, two weeks ago they might lose that game. Is that fair? fair?
1: Oh, with, Two with, weeks with, ago they might lose lost that game. And also I, I wanna point out like a, I'm I'm personally am gonna have faith in the big three to figure out fourth quarter stuff, especially once we get to the playoffs and whatnot. Because yeah. I do think those are three dudes who can just shift their mindset. As far as everybody else, a lot of it is also on the rotation, and a lot of people in the chat have been pointing it out. Can y'all talk to me about the KBD minutes, the small ball minutes with non-shooters out there? Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, okay.
2: we don't
0: know. I, I i go ahead, go ahead, bro I just look. We're inching towards the trade deadline, and we'll talk. We'll talk some trade stuff. Some some thoughts on that in the final portion of the show. But at some point, are you show? And fourth quarter is not the time to do it. But KBD getting so many significant minutes makes me wonder: Are they trying to figure out <laughs> is a guy part of this? Is there uh, is there some room for uh, for potentially moving a guy? The rotations have been weird, uh, at least tonight. Yep. They were, but, uh, you know, I, and we didn't see Nasir little either, which was, which was odd to me as well. Uh, but I'm going to introduce you guys to something new. The chat probably remembers this as uh, our, you know, our long-term girthlings in the chat. (laughs) But, uh, tonight was a Buscemi, uh, a a what? A a Buscemi.
2: Okay. Named after
0: Steve Buscemi. Uh, he is a... Uh, not an attractive actor (laughs) he's he's effective at what he does he Give get me a movie. Who done? is this dude? You got a picture. I'll pull it up. Hold up. Hold you, up. Hold you up. Hold you up, hold see, up. Uh, he's he's in a bunch of the Sandler movies, <laughs> right? Uh, and oh, the Billy big Maddi- the big dude, he, he, the big Billy, buggy buggy the eyes, good dude he, that he, was chasing he, the dude. He, he, uh, uh, not uh, that uh, big Bill, dude. Billy Madison. He puts on the lipstick. He's got the big buggy eyes. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. I think I know you talking about buggy eyes. Not the best looking. Not the best looking guy, right? But gets the job done. That was tonight. Okay, tonight was a Buscemi. I've also called it a Thunder Road. Hey. You ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. Okay, that's the kind of of game tonight was. I could dig. There out. were there were moments that you went, that's the team we saw in L.A. And there were moments where you went, holy crap, I'm <laughs> about to see what I saw against Portland three weeks ago. Right. Uh, and you you get the pure pucker in the fourth, and and then you're like, okay, it's all right. Yeah. Right. We joked that it was the bowler coaster, but we're stuck uh, on the solar coaster. Right. <laughs> we're just sitting here with the ups and downs, and at some point, they they have to figure it out and even it out if they're going to have any chance uh, of doing things. And, gotcha. And, and having any anything, but a Buscemi still is one on the board.
2: I I as well. I agree, and I I'll say something we talked about ourselves. You said these guys are human. Right, you said to yourself, "These guys are human," and ah, that's my guy. I know he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boardwalk Empire. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Okay, okay. That's one of those. (laughs) I get it. Now,
0: here's my thing. Put it up for the people too at home, but yeah. Here's my thing. Um,
2: They never look like they got in the fifth gear, like we said today, and that was my fear. I said it. I no, I think pregame we talked about it. I was like, you know, what I don't want to see is experimenting. I'm gonna go back and look at this film. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> it's a I just I had to cut you off, man. No, I that's you the that's,
0: that's my guy. Now I know who he that? is. Yeah, I think go I might keep this pie. around so, for when yeah, Bouchemi comes up later. It, we will. I will keep bringing that up. It is it, it, the Buscemi should be an official stat. For this team, we've yeah. had a few of
2: them, so we want to know.
0: Nah, we've we've had a few. We other had a few Bushemis, okay but they, they get yeah. the wins. So. I,
2: what I was saying, though, is, I, and I'm going to go back and look at the film tonight, but uh, I questioned the Josh Kogi minutes. I he quest- came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, came out of nowhere. I questioned a little bit of the KBD stuff today. Um, I just saw some things that looked exactly like what I was saying experimenting. And I'm going to stay using that word because I don't want to say the, the real <laughs> word I want to say, <laughs> but I, I get a feeling that there's some stuff going on and the sons are doing what they can to see one, who, who, who do we need to look at? Mm-hmm. Right. And also maybe who do we need to protect?
0: Yeah, and I think this team is willing to admit it has deficiencies right now, and they're trying to figure out okay, what exactly do we have to try to attack with our limited resources? Right. I that's right. I think that's very, very, uh, very clear. And if you're here. gonna
2: experiment, Espo. Depleted Portland is not a bad time to experiment, uh, right? Agreed. Do you uh, think agreed. they make those some of these moves if it was not Portland, if it was Sacramento? I
0: would, I would sure as hell hope not. Right.
1: I don't know, man. It's with Frank it. this year, I can't confidently say that that's just because it's Portland. Okay, I've seen him do a couple things against. I, teams, I, I but agree. I, I just can't. That's agree fair. With him.
2: But I, I'm I'm gonna go out on the limb and I'm gonna say I think this was a little bit of it's Portland. I'm not gonna have many opportunities to do this, yeah. so let's see what this looks like and.
0: Well, you know that's that's just my opinion. Shout out to the chat, uh, bringing up the fact that we're the perfect balance of a post game show: positive atoms, negative atoms. Okay, I don't think I've been that negative. No, though. I suppose but, you know what good. I I prefer to consider myself a realist, you know, and okay. and a pragmatist because I grew up with an accountant as a father, okay. and it was always very much uh, be smart. Take care of your money. And, you know, the best way to do that is with our friends at Desert Financial (laughs) Crazy. My God, Uh, he nailed that. Savage. For more than 84 years here in the Valley, they've taken care of your money. That's right. And Mm. there is nothing more important than taking care of your money. And if you take care of it, it'll take care of you. And that's what your (laughs) friends over at Desert Financial want you to remember they're experts who are committed to their members, the community, and they're offering financial solutions tailored to helping real people like yourself achieve their financial goals and dream. So join the, a credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing success with its members. When you open a free checking account online, you are going to get $200 in bonuses. It's just that simple. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. And, you know, if you're, if you're saving money, if you're all about your financial health, and your financial well-being. Yeah. I got another tip for you. Give it to me. Circle K is inner circle. Oh. It is one of my favorites. Not only am I saving on gas, I am now saving on when I need to fill my uh, my caffeine addiction. I'm oh. saving on okay. on soda. <laughs> uh, I'm saving on coffee. I'm getting my sixth <laughs> items free. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, like this is everything – you Could want in a best friend, yes. Circle K is now my best friend. Okay. That's where, uh, ho- hopefully, my, my wife can isn't you introduce watching right me? Now. I need to go I see I you can, I All it's going to take is you giving Circle K your phone this number, and you're going to be part of their inner circle. It's that simple, got to do it. I mean, it, it is that simple. No, nowhere else can you get anything that good by giving your phone number away. You're right. Sometimes you get in trouble for that. Oh, for I've gotten outside. in trouble a lot <laughs> for giving my phone number, <laughs> but it is, it is, uh, it is fantastic. You can join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And while uh, the Circle K inner circle is, you know, my big bright shining star, it is Mm -hmm. not the big bright shining star of the game. Who is it? Oh, look at that guy. It is Devin Armani. Booker, that is right. I like Uh, The traditional Devin is back. 34 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds tonight. I don't believe he had a turnover either, if I remember correctly, uh, looking at the box score. But this was a a vintage Devin Booker performance tonight. Uh, I love to see him attacking, and I was correct, no turnovers tonight. Uh, But I love to see him attacking again. This yeah. is this was the kind of offensive performance that, you know, started against the Lakers, to yep. be fair, but carried over to tonight. It felt like early in the season where we're seeing book drop, you know, drop 30 plus getting the assists, taking care of the ball. And also with the rebounds tonight, everything outside of the three point shooting. I will admit this. Devin Booker was not great shooting. From yeah. three tonight. Yeah. One of six ain't particularly wonderful. I will give you that much, but overall he uh he really showed up tonight and, and took charge uh, in that in that third quarter in particular uh, to help this team out
2: yeah thirty four, six and seven, uh fourteen for twenty two. he shoots almost sixty three she shot sixty three percent from the field, but that one, one for six from three. Hmm. I mean, I mean it's scary to think, but if he just shoots Devin Booker, percentages from 3. I mean he's got 40 tonight. Yeah, I
0: mean they they shot 46% from 3 and still uh it was only one of six if Booker was.
2: Uh, yeah. So, so
0: again, another another little thing. Yeah. Two or three of those Fall, the whole script flips. The whole script flips. Yeah, so.
2: exactly. You, you, two, two of those go in, Book got 40, and this game is more like 15, 16-point victory. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can say that for everybody. Like, you know, uh, Brad took 13 shots tonight. Correct. Correct. I mean, listen, how about let's talk can we talk a little bit about Brad? Oh, are we going to talk about uh is yeah. we'll get into we'll, we'll get, get into, into, into Brad. all the big three. So so yeah, yeah. I listen, I, I think I think we're starting to see what I said was the blueprint the other day. Uh this is two straight games of Devin looking like Devin. Mm-hmm. And I also think that when that starts to happen, you're gonna see a shift. You're gonna see a shift in how the defenses start to play that Devin. And this is where Brad Beal and KD just start to destroy defenses. And it'll shift throughout the throughout the year. You're going to see Devin going a little stretch. And before you know it, it'll be KD dropping, you know, multiple 35, 40-point games. And that's what you want. You want to have that rhythm in which they're not predictable, but they're capable. And all, all three of these guys are capable of dropping 40 at any given time. And who knows? Listen, Brad had the 37. Book had it thirty six. Hey man, I got a feeling KD got a big one coming Tuesday. Maybe
0: maybe that's what we're looking like. Well, but I think that's where this team will be the best is when, like you said, you don't know which of the big three Correct. is going to be. And you know what? I was saying I wasn't going to call them a big three, but the last two games, I think they've earned it. They right? a big <laughs> three to me. Uh, and but you really don't know which three. one. You don't know which one is going to is going to hit you hardest in a given night. Yeah. And like we talked pregame, I like what Kevin Durant yeah. has done. Not because I think Kevin Durant needs to be this guy in perpetuity, but right now he's noticing the moment and noticing that he's got to get booked back to being, yeah. uh, being the guy that's hunting for buckets. Right. Yeah. He know he knows he's got to get Beal involved and that he can take his opportunities when they come That's right. to have his impact on the game, which was that fourth quarter where he goes four or five and he studies the ship, right? He, he he calms the waters yeah. when things got rough. I, I like that from Kevin Durant right now. Me now I want to see Kevin Durant, the 35, 40 point scorer we saw earlier in the year at times. Yeah. Right. That's, I, I want to see him be that guy, but I'm okay when they if they pick and choose where these guys are and when the opportunity presents itself. Tonight, there were some shots that KD could have put up, but they weren't the best shots available. That's right. And he had the sense to find the best shots available for his guys and then take them when he needed to, well, especially know, when he starts 4 of 11 and understands he wasn't shooting great. To be right. You, you know, it's another thing, and, and
2: Eric, you bought, he brought it up, and you said it too, you know, it's going to change throughout the games and it's gonna be matchup based. So let's let's just talk basketball. We played the Lakers the other night. Who's the pigeon?
0: Who's the oh, pigeon on the Lakers?
2: Reeves. Austin Reeves. So who 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 do you want to attack Austin Devin, Reeves? Devin or Bradley. And
0: Bradley <laughs> can take him off the dribble
2: De- There we go. So you're playing the Portland team tonight. Guards are depleted. I mean, Brad and Book, you go cook. You know, now when you when you play the Celtics and you got Drew Holiday and Derek White, guess who's getting busy? Kevin Durant, right? And so it's just basketball, guys. Like, I think we're way overthinking this. Like, you go into the game, Devin and Beal are killers. We're a better team if they get going and then KD can pick his spots. And if the matchup presents itself, you attack it. You know what I mean? And and that's what they did the last two games. Now we got a Sacramento team. You got Malik Monk. You got De'Aaron Fox. You got some dynamic guards. We see how that plays out. Maybe Tuesday is a night where Kevin has one of those nights where he gets 30, 35. Another thing about Kevin that we don't talk enough about is the reason why Kevin can score 30 on 14 shots, 15 shots, because he'll get 11 free throws. He only had
1: three right? tonight.
2: That's exactly what I'm saying. He only had three the other night. And the other night, that Laker game was such a blowout that he didn't have to come out and play. But I, I still believe
0: if that wasn't a blowout, but Kevin, Kevin Durant's defense Oh, it tonight, was, too. Anthony, Anthony you know, Simon. Like, he
2: was on Simon's, like, glue all day. Si- so, Simon
0: shot. I mean, he had almost as many shots, 31, as he did points 33. He was 11 for 31. Right. Right. Katie made him work yes. to get those points. And and I, I think that is an underrated thing. Like, he played. He was on LeBron. Yes. He played his ass off yes, he defensively did. in that game. The last two so, games, so yeah. So, like, it, I get it. 21 points isn't what you want to see from Kevin Durant, you know, because people want more. But when you get that kind of defensive performance, that defensive effort for a team that, let's be honest, has been lackadais- lackadaisical yeah. at times or laxative at times. I don't know what I was trying to say. Lackadaisical at times on defense. You got to give him credit for being that guy yeah. too. So I, I like that. What surprised me tonight was – with as depleted as as Portland was, with DeAndre not being in there, I'm surprised they didn't feed Nurk more. Only eight yeah. shots for Nurk yeah. tonight. I, I mean, he still had an effective game, fourteen and thirteen. He was five of eight, uh, but I, that surprised me a little bit. I, I was surprised they didn't feed
2: Nurk more. Uh, we won the points in the paint battle, but it. I I think I think there was an opportunity to really pounce in there and and feed Nurk more. And I'm I'm a little bit surprised by just 28 three-pointers for the Suns tonight. Coming off where they almost shot 40 the other night, you know, we talked about it during the game. I think the Suns had nine three-point attempts in the first four minutes against the Lakers. And so I was thinking that they were going to come out and let it fly again tonight and they didn't quite get there. So, again, very odd game, as well. Like, like uh, not a game that, like, normally I can watch a basketball game, and we've been watching this team so long our whole lives. You almost got a pulse on it, and you can kind of feel what they're doing. Not Tonight issue. there was no pulse. Tonight it was just like, it just felt like a team that was like, yo, man, can we get this game over with, get a dub in
0: the win column and fly the hell back to I Phoenix and get out this snow. <laughs> I haven't been able to get a a pulse on this team most of this year, though. And that's, okay. that's the weird thing. I And you're right. I thought they'd come out and shoot more three-pointers. And it, Bradley Beal early on felt it like he like was it. good. Yeah. And he, he shot well. He was 4 of 6. Yeah. Right? He shot yeah. well from deep. Grayson Allen, 4 of 6 Yeah, from 3. He shot well. But they went away from it. They're only 28 again. Uh, I They've got to start evening this out. Yeah. figuring out like you said earlier their identity and how they're going to play offensively and and defensively they need help defensively but yeah. you gotta figure you gotta solidify offensively uh and and make sure you're you're in a groove there uh, and obviously work on defense but i want that i, I want that consistency offensively you're a stats guy well, that's um, that's being generous. Yeah, uh, I'll play <laughs> Gerald. Gerald show I'll play up? Gerald's part tonight. Yes. I, I
2: haven't, and we watched the game. But you bring up a good point. Now I'm very intrigued here. Um, how many threes did they take in the fourth quarter? The Suns?
0: I can tell you that in
2: just a second. Because I feel like. If we look at the basketball game, and 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 you can, you, it kind of felt like that's one of the things they went away from. They took two. They took twelve shots in the fourth. Two okay. of them. So you see so how you see that's how this works to
0: me. They no. only took twelve shots
2: in the fourth. Well, you see what I'm, So you see how this works out. It's like therapy, right? You 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 sit down, you talk, and then it's like, oh, I just I just had an epiphany. Like I didn't see them shoot threes in the fourth, no. and so. They were one of two. There we go. And so we sit here and we ask what happened in the fourth. And now I'm interested to see if that's part of the problem. Are they they abandoning the three ball in the fourth? Because I know damn sure Portland didn't. That's what kept them in the game. Are they abandoning the three? Are they trying to get too cute in the mid-range? Are they trying to overpass? Are they trying to be unselfish? Typically, when you're not putting up shots in the fourth quarter, they only took
0: twelve shots. Yeah, part of that was turnover. They they took twelve shots. Portland took eighteen, uh, and it looks like nine of them were threes. If I'm counting okay. correctly, yeah, that's six. Eight, I, I'm going to throw yeah. something out there, and and and
2: I want to ask you this question, and even e, you could chime in. If if you had to pick a number for amount of three point attempts you want the Suns to take every game, what would that be?
1: I think thirty-five. Okay, I agree. What do you think? More than their opponent. That's all I care. <laughs> okay. More. more no, than, that's that's not. Here is the thing. You, looking at all these box scores, man, a lot of these teams are getting up forty, like around mm-hmm. that number, and they're they're shooting way more threes than the Suns because they're not guarding the three. So if they can just shift that, if it's thirty or thirty-five or high twenties, I don't want to go anywhere lower than high twenties. No. So
0: I, look tonight, I think I think twenty-eights your bottom right. That that should be the bare minimum. That you're shooting, especially when you have two guys who are four of six yeah. from deep in a game. I would be giving Grayson and Bradley Beal a complete green light. Yeah, from there. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Portland shot half their shots in the fourth from beyond the arc. The Sun shot two, yeah. two of their twelve. Yeah. I mean that that is is a big part of it. But we're talking we talked fourth quarter to start. Mm-hmm. The Sun shot sixty seven percent in the fourth. Hey, wow. they were at a twelve. Wow. So it wasn't, it was the turnovers, it was, it was the, the, turnovers, sloppiness. the sloppiness, it wasn't the
2: offensive production. Yeah, and and that's how it works sometimes. I'm with you, Espo, and I'm kind of with you, too. I mean, I want to outshoot everybody from the three line, but at the bare minimum, the, the number I'm kind of looking at is about 35, 36, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, I'm not a mathematician, I wasn't great at math, but I, I, you know, nine a quarter, you know, nine a quarter gets you to that number, right? Yeah. Um, and that's not always going to be nine a quarter. There'll be a quarters where you, you know, you shoot six and then this quarter you shoot 13. Right. But, but I don't think in this NBA, that's, that's hard to do. Like, I, I don't, I look at this NBA, man, and I'm like, to get eight, nine threes up a quarter. I mean, if you can, if the Suns can do that consistently, but the amount of gravity, these three guys, demand mm-hmm. you're talking about like uh, do you see them take bad threes like most of the time no. they're open threes
0: no i mean every, every now and, and then is contested year, year, right uh charles brings up a good point though i mean they only shot 76 times tonight so 35 uh, uh 35 sh- Man, of half shots, shots being threes Brees. when when you shoot 76 uh, that good is point. Uh, that is but i feel i just feel this team's better when they're when they're free flowing from three, right? I and agree that with seems that. to be today's league. And it's not honestly the, their mid range numbers haven't been yeah. otherworldly this year. So, uh, but you've got the two best uh, percentage wise three point shooters. Although Kevin Durant might not be there; he had a rough night from beyond the arc tonight. But uh, you know you have two of the best three point shooters percentage wise in the game. I, I would in Grayson Allen and Katie. You think you get more of them? But I want to give. And we don't have a graphic for this. I, I, I'm i just throwing this, uh, so don't get worried, <clears throat> Eric. I'm not going to get upset. Uh, the X Factor tonight was Grayson Allen. Yeah. 33 minutes, 20 points, 4 of 6. Wow. He was 8 of 8 from the free throw line, added in 4 rebounds, uh, and 2 blocks Sheesh. himself uh, tonight. The, again, this guy comes through and, and does the little things. Yeah. And does them well, and... He's asked, and he struggled a little bit against the Lakers, but he's asked to to pull it off uh, night in, night out from beyond the arc, and he manages to do it. I mean, he's a
2: 50-40-90 guy, right? Which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's, uh, that's rarefied air, man. Listen, 50-40-90 is a big deal in the NBA, and this guy's doing it 30 minutes a game mm-hmm. as a starter. I mean, Grayson has become – uh, probably our most valuable asset aside from the big three. Yeah. Is that we'll, fair?
0: Yeah. We'll, and we'll broach that subject here yeah. in a second. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, you, you know, well, let's just get into it. I'm God, not going to. Let's chop it up. I'm not, take you the know, gloves off, Espo. Let's go. We I in the 40-40 club, I know, baby. Look, I don't need to, I need to hold back. We're just going to get into let's it. Let's get into All it. All right, you bring up him being one of the most valuable assets. Yeah. There are two pieces today. One by our friend Darth Voida over at Bright Side of the Sun. Yeah. Another one by friend of the program, Dwayne Rankin at AZ Central. Both talking about Grayson Allen probably being the best trade chip you have. Yeah. Right? And Dwayne Rankin kept going back to the phrase, you've got to give something to get something. Yeah. Now, I brought this up two weeks ago. Yeah. And took holy hell from (laughs) each and every one of you— uh, the chat, the internet, the panel, and I didn't even say they should trade him. I just said he's likely the best trade asset you're going to have. Yeah. yeah. That is, I mean, that's undeniable, both in salary number, yeah. in terms of trying to match guys, and in terms of production that you're going to get out of guys. Yeah. I mean. there There's holes to fill. We talked about, yeah. right? They're, they're going to be looking at it. Is it insane to even entertain the possibility with him on an expiring contract? He's on an expiring
2: contract. He's relatively young for an NBA basketball. But what's it, Grayson? 27, mm-hmm. 27, 28-ish. Okay, so he's young. He's got a great, he's coming on an expiring contract. He's a 50-40-90 NBA starter playing 30 minutes a game. Okay. And this isn't some fluke. This ain't no flash in the pan. This guy started 70 games for the best team in basketball last Sports, year, yeah. right? And so when, when you look at Grayson Allen, <laughs> you look, if if you're another team around the league and you're maybe in the Eastern Conference and you're saying, hey, man, we think we're just one guy away, but we just need that one piece to get over the hump. Grayson Allen is pretty damn attractive. Now, you would ask yourself, why the hell would we want to trade Grayson Allen?
0: Right? Yeah. And so I mean, it, it it's one simple piece of the equation. Yeah. You don't know that he's going to be back. That's right. And if you let him if he walks, if you can't agree on an extension, guess what? all that money walks out with him because yeah. you're not getting that in cap space. You're not getting that in anything. You lose that flexibility. And that is, it, 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 there's two reasons I would consider it. And I'm not saying I would do it, yeah. but I'm not going to hang up the phone and laugh repeatedly if somebody calls me and asks is because he he has more value than he ever has before. Yes. you got to ask yourself, is this the top? Yeah. Is is it a diminishing asset? If you do sign him to what he's going to demand, because is this the best you're ever going to get? Yeah. And you got to go. Is there is there the opportunity to get me closer to a championship? Now, if my answer is no to the second one, I take my chance and I roll the dice and I try to extend him. Agree. Right? If the answer is yes, I can use this value to get something that actually gets me closer to the ultimate goal then i consider it yeah. i don't think anybody that is is good at their job in the front office does not consider opportunities that's right you don't you don't necessarily take it because some of the best deals you make are the ones you don't you don't make, make right but i don't completely dismiss it right out of hand
2: Listen, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I do not think they're gonna trade Grayson. And I don't either. I, I do not think they'll trade him. But I will say that when you do a deep dive into what the Phoenix Suns have in the chamber,
0: okay, they, they ain't too many. They ain't too many bullets in the clip, man. Look, you know, I I like Nasir. I like Chemezi. You know, you don't want a Nabi. Seems to be like a nice guy, but honestly, who's a Who's pounding down your door for it? You're going to have to get creative. And yeah. I'm not saying they can't, but if you want a defensive wing, which seems like, uh, you know, something that you're going to need, it's somebody that's a little athletic, uh, has scoring ability, but defense, basically the Walmart McHale Bridge. Yes. Not to trigger anybody by saying that name, but you, you're you looking for a, a Walmart McHale Bridge. How can you get the job done? Right. And if you can figure out a way to do it with your limited assets – Great, yeah, because because that puts you uh, in a position with Grayson to be able to do things. But I'm not going to just ignore calls or opportunity no. to try to. The thought experiment is important too on how to make this team better.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I I said this to you earlier, and I I'm comfortable saying this. It's not rocket science. I mean, it's, I'm not going to say anything that people don't already probably know. But if the Suns have one more major move in them is combining NERC and Grayson together.
0: Mm-hmm. right? Well, if, you're, if you're going big game hunting. If yeah. you're
2: going big game hunting. If you're going to sit here and you're going to say you know what, we got the big three. Book Bill KD is what we're doing. And we got one last crack to bring in potentially a fourth guy maybe a little younger, maybe somebody that's under contract, maybe somebody that's younger than Book as a little bit of a security blanket to say, you know what, when Book goes into these next three, four years, there's somebody to kind of grow with. If you're going to take that swing, then it's going to have to include a package of Nurk and Grayson and you maybe even a a Little. And and then you get into a bigger fish, right? Mm-hmm. But, but who, who
1: would that even be? Who's on the trade block right now? Zach Levine? No, he doesn't fit. No. Nope. Like Pascal Siakam? Sure, but he also overlaps with KD a lot. Like, uh, look, I, I don't. Yeah, know that, I'm not saying I don't I'm,
0: know that the guy's there. That's the yeah. Thing. I, I'm That's not saying. I'm, saying I'm yeah. I,
2: I'm not. I'm just saying that. I because I, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, do this, do that, and I'm I'm just making it very clear for them. If you some of the names that they're mentioning, like you're going to have to go that far to get those guys. So I don't think they will do that. What I think is they're going to keep it pretty simple. I think they're going to keep it pretty simple. I think they're going to try to go after an athletic wing that I said the other day is in the Eastern conference. um, That's very gettable. And and see what happens, you know, but I I don't think they're going to kind of shake things up to the point where
0: some people are thinking. Look, there's always that one deal that could happen around trade deadline that you go, oh, didn't see that coming. And and I think you never know. I don't think they're going to trade Nurk. I don't think they're going to wind up trading Grayson Allen. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember who in the chat asked it, but somebody said, So you trade Grayson Allen for Walmart, uh, Walmart McHale Bridges? And no, that was not what Barry Jones asked it. Uh, no, I'm not saying that that's necessarily what you trade uh a trade a Grayson Allen for. I think you'd have to get value, but my point is like Dwayne Rankin said in his piece, you got to trade give something to get something. Yeah. So you got to think about it. And I don't think that name shows up that you're looking at moving Nurk and Grayson or whatever. No. I think they they go around the edges. Yeah. I think that's ex- where they'll be. Uh, speaking about nibbling on the edges, let's take a look at our bets tonight uh, because all we've been doing Gosh. is nibbling on the edges here. Uh, I still lead 9850 <sighs> is what I got left in the bank account. Saul so pushed uh because one of the players in his parlay didn't play Jeremy Grant. So take that rule. So he pushed. He kept is 10 bucks. Lindsay lost. She's at 658. She's about to join you in the orange there, Flex. Uh, you're at minus 108.27. This is a war of attrition right now when it comes yeah. to uh, comes to it. So not great, Bob, on us. But you know what? You're probably better at this than us because we have just sucked. So if you want to test your hand and prove to us that you could kick our ass in this competition, mm-hmm. our friends at BetMGM are ready for you. It's super easy. Right now, they got a great deal for you. You put $5 down, you deposit it, you make any bet, and you can get $158 uh, in bonus bets instantly. Hmm. And you're saying, why, why $158, Espo? Why not 150 Because it's the 58th Super Bowl, and BetMGM's got some creative marketing people They'll give you 158 bucks. because who doesn't want an extra $8 uh, in any account that they have? It's super easy. Download that BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up, deposit that $5 into your newly created account place that wager of $5, and you're getting those bonus bets instantly. Use that promo code PHNX, place that first bet, and get that $158 for just $5 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. So if you suck like we do lately on our bets, you're still getting that $158 in bonus bets Just like that. Uh, Make sure to check out the show notes for full details. And now, listen to our friend Shane Diefenbach talk about the disclaimer.
1: Gambling problem? Call one gambler Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369-NEW-YORK. Call one 327 5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one next step Arizona. one bets off Iowa. one 270 for confidential help, Michigan. one 981 23 Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing, Casino, and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario.
0: Get stopped! Ontario. <laughs> uh, you know who, uh, where you can get stuffed? Where? And I don't mean this in, in a rude way. I got you, bro. I mean this in a way where if you, if you got hunger, you can get stuffed over at Some burros. We got one right up the street from us, right? It's right we sure right Right there in East Mesa where we live. Some burros is some of my favorite Mexican food in the Valley. It's family owned and operated. My wife actually taught uh, one of the kids in that family. So I can tell you, I can confirm, sources close to the situation, <laughs> confirmed Aspo that they are, in fact, family-owned and operated, and they've been voted Arizona's most-loved Mexican restaurant. Uh, I love the Mini chimis. If you are in the mood for some of that, the chips and salsa on point as well. You got me hungry. Uh, so, yeah, you, you should... I'm telling you, you, if you, if you haven't been to the spot near our house... Uh, I will buy you lunch there one day, All right, uh, just go. not tomorrow. Don't call me up tomorrow. <laughs> I just buy often. Uh, let Some burrows cater your next big meal or small. Order online or find one near you by visiting uh for details there. Uh, final segment here, uh, a guy who was almost once a son, uh, not not that many of you remember it, but Kevin Garnett uh, was on oh, yeah. uh, All the Smoke uh, podcast recently. And it had some things to say about Devin Booker, the Phoenix Suns, and the point guard position.
2: I go get Ty Jones, man. He in Washington like just giving away years, man. Right. Just because he that young, might not
0: be a bad look for man, them, man,
2: bro. You go get him for that Phoenix. They a need a point good. guard, bro. I That's why that true. shit look like that, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They need a real point guard. Bradley Bill, Let's keep this real. Bradley Bill is a two booker is a two guess what they want to do they want to score the ball bro i not want booker coming down consolidating. Yeah, yeah. i mean them are cooking that's what that's what kd hot at bro they don't want to go get a traditional point guard bro where they can come down and all these motherfuckers you don't know you don't know who you're going to look
0: Ooh, we keep baby. going around this and it seems like uh and, and kg not a casual I'm no. not not a casual in any way. He knows the game, and that's uh, that's more obvious uh, than anything else yep. I've said tonight. But I feel like we keep coming around to where when the Suns don't operate at their peak efficiency, and I'm guessing this was recorded before the Lakers game. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a big swing here and Probably. guess that. But uh, you know, it, 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 excuse me. This was the ticket and the truth podcast not uh, all the smoke I, I believe but when you look at when you look at it i i just i don't think that's the answer i don't think trading for a point guard is the answer here cuz what do you do do you put Tyus Jones at the one you got Devin uh, Bradley Beal uh, you know uh, Katie and Nurk is that what you're going with like the all this it, it's it rosterbation's fun but i don't know that this is uh, this is the answer here
2: listen I absolutely love Tyus Jones, okay? Um, I've been saying it for years. He's the best backup point guard in basketball. Now he's starting. If you told me we were getting him and he was going to play the role he played in Memphis as a backup point guard, right? And he was a guy that could come, you know, steady thing, you know, kind of get things steady um, when Book is off the floor, and he's running with some of these other guys, so I'd be all for it. But the idea of trying to get a guy like Tyson here and Brad Beal coming off the bench, that's that's an automatic no for me. And then the other thing is, man, I mean, this guy is a fantastic point guard. Like, I don't think Memphis is just giving him up. You know what I mean? I think we've got to the level where he's a respected point guard in the NBA. He's got – one of the best, if not the best, assist to turnover ratio for years. And he's the reason, KG said it in that video, he's the reason why Memphis was able to get away with games where Ja was out and they would go on runs and not miss Ja because he was that good. But I I don't know. I think you're married. I mean, you're married to this big three and you're not putting any of them on the bench, so I, I just don't think it's realistic. I like his frame of thought.
0: I just don't think it's realistic. on uh, Mike from Mason. No, I'm not saying I know more uh, than KG when it comes to basketball. I, he says Espo knows more than Garnett. He, you uh, just said you didn't. No, no, but to I, no, I'm not a. I, I'm not upset. I just think I've watched every second of this game of this team yeah. this year, and I understand the dynamics here. And I think sometimes. Uh, when you, you take a 35,000-foot you know, view of it and, and you're just you know watching from time to time, it is easy to think point guard's the fix, right? There's just one guy, and that'll change it. But when you look at the intricacies, I think it's just different at what you're able to do. And you definitely have to trade uh, Grayson Allen in a right. Tyus Jones deal because he made right. $14 million, uh, and Washington is going to want something
1: of Correct. value.
0: Uh so so that's where it's just it yeah. doesn't add up. It's not right. that the idea is necessarily wrong. It's not that Tyus Jones isn't uh isn't a good player that that is a, yeah. a good starting point guard in this league. It's just it's just the reality of the way the pieces work and what you're trying to accomplish here, yeah. we've already heard the reports. They're looking at a wing, in particular, a, a, athletic an line. athletic wing. Yeah. So, so I, I'm just, I'm just playing Inspector Clouseau and putting the putting the pieces yeah. together. And, and, and I, let
2: me make some clear. My bad. I actually said Memphis isn't giving up ties, and I do know yeah. he's in Washington. <laughs> I was just, I was talking about his days yeah. in Memphis, so I got mixed up. But yeah, Washington's just not giving that guy away. Um, he did get paid. He's got his money like this. It's going to be really hard to make that work. But um, again, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not, if I can, in a vacuum, if you told me I can have Tyus Jones, I'm saying yes, fucking 10 times and, you know, no hesitation, but it's just not realistic to think that's just going to happen that way. And again, I'd be getting him to, kind of be a backup point guard, not a starter, because I'm not putting Brad Beal off the bench. By the way, like Brad Beal, these last two games have showed you that he's a a really good uh NBA guard. Like a mm-hmm. uh, super NBA guard. Like you don't put that guy on the bench. These last two games, if you haven't seen these last two games, I mean Brad Beal is Brad Beal, dude. So yeah,
1: you're yeah. Not,
0: <laughs> no, you're not putting Brad Beal on the bench. If you uh, if you move Grace and Allen then you're starting a point guard alongside Brad Beal and Devin Booker look there
2: yeah it's not
0: it, it just right now it doesn't make a, a lot of sense i think you're going to wind up trying to find out how you can bolster uh that that bench with with a wing that can play defense that uh, that can jump a little bit maybe yeah. and and can offer you these yeah. things that you don't want and and play the buyout market yeah you may stand pat because there's just no move to That's be made. Right. But the thing is, you got to look you got to look at everything right now uh, within reason because of the way the CBA yeah. is going to going to change uh, and the walls close in a little bit tighter on you That's right. going into this off season. I just don't think that the point guard position is where uh, is where they're going to find.
2: Yeah, and and honest. and you know a, a realistic one, if we were talking realistic point guard, we go back to a guy we talked about earlier in the summer before the season, T.J. McConnell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Pacers are playing great. So I, I don't know if you can even get him now, yeah. but, you know, just the other night, he off the bench, 14 to 5th. Yeah. Like, so that's realistic. That's a yeah, guy Monte like... Morris. Monte yeah. Morris. Monty yeah. Morris, correct. Yeah. Guys like that are, are possible. And I'm not completely ruling out that the Suns won't try to get their hands on a backup point guard yes. at some point. But I think the priority is is to get a get a wing in here and I, i'm sorry an athletic wing that can do some things and uh and continue to run with the victory somebody
0: said as opposed to an unathletic wing yet we've seen unathletic wings oh there there's some wing. yeah there's some unathletic wings jj redick was an athletic wing He could shoot but yeah. like, look i i think I, they're looking for an athletic defender somebody that can do those kind of things we'll see if uh, uh if they can actually pull it off uh buyout market I, look you're you can't sign anybody that an original contract is more than 12.1 million that's right you're locked in on that i believe that's the mid-level exception so you're you yep. can't sign anybody with a contract bigger than that before they bought got bought out so you're not looking at Jordan Hayward, you're not playing in that. If Chris Paul gets bought out, you're not playing Can't in that. that. We're Malcolm that Brogdon, want to go back there? Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, you're not you're not playing in, in that kind of world. So you got to keep the expectations uh, within reason as to what you can change here. Uh, yeah. Eric, do we have any uh, super chats tonight that we need to get to? Oh, we have a few. Raymond Gonzalez says we need Bull bowl, huh? I,
2: I mean, I, listen, I love what I'm seeing from Bobo. Like, I think the games that Bobo has played, he's played very well, and his energy is infectious. So uh, tonight would have been fun to have Bobo out there tonight. I really think he changes the dynamic of his basketball team, and he infuses an energy that a lot of the guys on the team can't just roll out the bench and do. So um, I would have loved to see Bobo tonight,
0: but I, yeah. I'm cool with him. You only, you only had 15 points from the bench, so— yeah. Bull Bull definitely could have added something there. Our friend Psycho Blue uh, with the chat says, B-Ball Cthulhu thinks the Suns get confused by mystery players like the Blazers fielded. No surprises against Sacktown. Look, uh, you brought that up, Flex, yeah. but sometimes, yeah, they, they ain't in the scouting report for a reason, but then if you ain't familiar with their game, as uh, I That's believe right. that was Shaq uh, said that, uh, sometimes they can catch you off guard. So yeah. You- that- I'm sorry, go ahead. I was oh, just to say that might have been a little bit of a.
2: Do you remember the viral clip? You remember the viral clip last year, or was it last year, the year before, with Jose Alvarado when he's coming up the court and they got the hot mic? I forget what, it was a star player in the NBA. And he's like, can he shoot? <laughs> Do y'all remember that? Yeah. There yes. was a viral clip before, of yeah, before Alvarado yeah. coming up. No and, either. yeah, and, and the guy's like, yo, 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 can he shoot? Can he shoot? And Alvarado pulls up his string. Yeah, yeah, I can shoot. <laughs> right? That's real. Like, they had no tape. They had no film on him. And the dude's literally saying, I don't know if he can shoot.
1: It was D'Angelo Russell.
2: D'Angelo Russell, correct. Can he <laughs> that, shoot? <laughs>
1: that may have just
2: been
0: because D'Angelo didn't read the scouting <laughs> report. But,
2: uh, yeah. but, no,
0: I mean. That happens. Look, yeah, you can be. Unprepared for certain guys when you get a deluge of uh, injuries that get reported last second. Yeah, like tonight. Still not a, not an excuse, but a partial explanation of certain things. Cousin Will with the four ninety nine super chat says, Sons have no killer instinct. Always losing fourth quarters. This is what bugs me about this team." Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I I think it's a fair yeah uh, it's fair. A, a fair way to look at it. I mean. Yeah, and I don't know. How do you get a killer instinct? Is it an attitude thing? Is it? Do you need somebody in here that's just you know that uh, I'm going to mf you if you if you guys yeah. come in here and don't don't have your head screwed on straight? I, yeah, I don't
2: know. You, you can't. You don't go to the corner store. You don't
0: go to the Circle K and
2: buy a Killer Instinct. It's one of those things. You go to free agency or the trademark. Right. It's one of them things you either have or you don't have. Now, I will say this. um, I think players like Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Brad Beal are killers. And I think that, as time progresses and they get more comfortable, you could see that killer instinct coming out of these guys. But the entire team, um, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. like uh, you, I, I I haven't felt that killer instinct in a lot of these guys, And maybe it's just the pieces. but um, yeah, you would hope that that improves and and you could improve that by bringing the right locker room guy in or you know, Bringing somebody in, like you bring a PJ Tucker in, kind of changes a little bit. Like Marcus Smarts of the world, those yeah. guys are the type of guys that you need on a basketball team to kind of build
0: that killer instinct. I don't think the Suns
2: have that true killer guy.
0: No, but you got to wonder when the moment is there. Like, yeah. I, I get it. A fourth quarter against the Portland Trail Blazers in January is a hell of a lot different than a fourth quarter. Against a, a first-round playoff That's opponent, a fact. right? That's so, a fact. Uh, does it kick in in a different way yeah. for some of these guys? For the books, the Beals, uh, the KDs of the world, yeah, probably. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that you need some of that during the regular season as well. Uh, Haas, with our final uh, super chat here says, "Could we get Buddy healed? Uh, we would over, uh, I, we, we would, would
1: be, be overpowered,
0: overpowered." Uh, I, there, I don't financially, I don't think you can get there, and I don't think it's worth giving up what you'd have to give up. Right. I think. Uh, I think- you're gonna wind up just staying pat uh, when you're looking at that, yeah, uh, for sure. So
1: we did have a super chat from pregame from uh, Lucas who said, "Let's fucking go, Suns! I want to see the third Arizona blowout. Suns versus LA, Yotes versus Wild shutout win last night, and Suns versus Blazers tonight. I don't know if you can consider this a blowout, but we did get the win, Lucas. Double yeah. digit Thank you for your super chat.
0: Double digit. Beat the the spread. It's a win. It's a Buscemi. Put another Buscemi on the board! Yeah, we got Uh, Yeah, we're going to have to start tracking those again. That was a year one thing, but they're making a comeback. Uh, One thing that... There's our friend Steve, (laughs) just popping up out of nowhere. uh, For sure. Uh, I also want to remind you, before we get out of here, we got something fun coming up. We got the takeover, but it's sold out. I'm sorry. It's sold out, so you're not going to be able to come to that. But... We do have our putting party coming up, and we highly recommend you join us on Wednesday, January 24th at 6.30 p.m. out at Putting World. It is going to be a lot of fun uh, up there in Scottsdale. We got a chance to go out there, had an employee meeting. It was unbelievable. It's our putting party presented by Michelob Ultra at Putting World. We will have the game on. We're going to have drink specials. Uh, I believe we're going to be doing our show out there we are. because we can't get back to the studio from Scottsdale. So we're going to be doing it all out there. We heard uh, also a word on the street is
1: unlimited beer and wine. Uh, so. I, don't, Damn, I don't know what street go. you heard
0: that on, but uh, so it's all better to have the uh, company corporate card ready to go out there. But you should come out there and join us. You can go ahead to gophnx.com. It is in our events calendar. Sign up there and make sure to join us now uh so that is everything we got you the suns win 127 116 over the portland trail blazers to end their road trip they're back in action on tuesday against the kings we will not have a pregame show just a postgame show because we're out there with our diehards having some fun for our takeover that will be our next show suns postgame suns versus kings on tuesday night so For Flex, you can follow him at Flex from Jersey. For our friend Steve Buscemi, uh, the (laughs) namesake of a Buscemi win. Uh, For Eric Ruby behind the Mac and for myself, you can follow me at Aspo. You can follow the show at phnx underscore sons. And remember, just because it's ugly doesn't mean it doesn't get the job done. Ahoy, hoy.